just straight up recording? You straight up doing it. Look at us Porn time. Oh, corn. porn time. That was Porn get some time. <laughs> All right, bras out, claws out. Ew. Should we move that light a little closer? I feel like we're we have we have like beards. We have like we can five yeah. o'clock shadow. We can but move it's it. just like regular shadow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we only got a suntan on the lower half of our yeah, face. Exactly. <laughs> we should have brought in the ring light. Well, this us. What's the phrase for white claw? I know it's not bras out, claws out, but that's what I've been saying. I didn't know there was one. I honestly didn't know that shit existed until like a pool party recently, and I was like, I'm sorry, I can drink flavored water, water, like, <laughs> and nobody told me. Yeah, well, Sammy's been drinking it. It's only two carbs, 100 calories, and gluten-free. You know, I found out mm. my trainer only drinks cab and tequila. But in what amount of quantities? Well. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> there it is. There I mean. it is. Okay, so, um. It's not my fault it takes me half a bottle these days. Revenge! Vengeance! There's a dish best served cold. I don't know why that is the phrase, and I don't know why it needs to be cold instead of warm. Yeah, I don't like anything cold, personally. I love ice cream. How dare you? Oh, that's fair. That's fair. How dare you? I forgot you? about frozen treats. Welcome to Corn on the Macaw. Today, we're going to talk about revenge and all of the times I really wished I had taken vengeance on people and chosen not to because I was like, karma's real. I probably shouldn't. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I should have. Mm. I Sometimes mm. you just wish you had. See, I just went for it. So, Well, what are some of your revenge stories? Oh, let's see. Mostly, I mean, let's see. Oh, I pulled the parent trap. What? Oh, yeah. No, me and my, uh, me and Tara, we were actually obsessed. Oh, you're not twins. Oh, I know. But we were, we were, like, of the opinion that we were sisters and nobody could convince Tell. us otherwise. Okay. And she even put, like, Tara Reed on her, like, stuff that she signed. So, like, we got her mail and stuff because she, li- they literally thought she was my sister. <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. We were both obsessed with The Parent Trap, a delightful film. And my dad was dating this bitch of a woman who, okay, so this is why we wanted vengeance, because she deserved it, okay? We went to, um, like, it's basically like a lazy river, almost. Um, it's a tuck me. We went, right? We went down the river, Jenny Springs. Sure. What, what are those called? Just a river. Just Whatever. A river. We, went, I don't... we went tubing down a river. Anyway, we were, like, in the bathroom getting changed into a... Oh, Kelly, you just told everyone what your last name is. I know. It finally happened. Well, do you want to be credited as that now? That's me now. Hi. I'm Kelly. Because before you were so secretive about your <laughs> last so name. And the secret's out. If you stuck with this this long, then you know what my last name secret's is. Secret's out. Kelly's <laughs> related to Tara Reed. That's basically... I told people that. Really? <laughs> me. I used to tell people I was related to the guy who did the Adkins diet because I'd get asked it all the time, even and though you it's just lean spelled, into it eventually. even though it's spelled differently. Mm-hmm. I remember in middle school, which is when the Adkins diet was like really big, or Atkins diet, whatever. Right. Dumbass boys would come to me and be like, uh, "Is the Atkins diet guy like? Are you related?" And I would just look at them and go, "Yeah, that's why I'm so skinny." And they'd go, well, uh, no way. But spell differently. And then I go, then why the fuck did you ask me if oh, so you, you already knew the answer? You caved. See, I never did. I was like, oh, yeah, she's my cousin. We're all really worried about her. She needs to go to rehab. No. <laughs> oh, well, the shit. thing about our last names being spelled differently is, like, 
I would just point out that they're fucking stupid for bringing it up in the first place because I thought it was a funny joke. I was pointing out that they're stupid. That's not a good joke. It's a lazy joke. It is a lazy joke on people's names. And also, sometimes they are related and they're sick of talking about their relative. Yeah. Dude, I used to get, can you read, Kelly Reed? <laughs> Thanks. In all of the years I've known you, I don't think I've ever thought to say that. But it's dumb because you're smart. Like, <laughs> can you read, Kelly Reed? Like, yeah, I can. I'm in school. Like, what do you want? Like, we're in grade school together. We're both learning to read together. What do you want Oh, my me? God. Okay, so a long-ass time ago... I knew this guy named Kip, and so he was in high school when Napoleon Dynamite came out, Uh huh. but he hadn't seen it, so he didn't know any of the jokes, and his mom had just recently started going back to college, so everyone would go up to mom him. Mom goes to college? Yes! And go up to him and be like, your mom goes to college, and he goes, yes. Yeah. Yes, she does. I don't understand. Why is everyone so concerned with her education? It's really good that you guys are so supportive. <laughs> I didn't realize so many people followed my mother's education. I think my I wish I had done this vengeance is like, it's always centered around my exes. I always like let it go. And I'm like, I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to do anything petty or stupid. And then sometimes I think back and I'm like, nah, I wish I had done something petty and yeah. stupid. But anyways, there was this one time I was uninvited to a party because apparently my presence at the time would have been problematic even though I literally did nothing but be cheated on and broken up with yeah but they decided to be friends with the cheaters and so I was invited to a party and then they uninvited me because those people were going to be there and so when I was like why can't why are you uninviting me like it's really ridiculous they're like oh well and they gave some like bullshit excuse so now I wish I had just shown up (laughs) I just wanted to see the look on everyone's faces. I wish I hadn't responded to any messages about being uninvited and just been like, oh, I didn't get those. Yeah. Like, part of me really wishes I had done that. (laughs) Honestly, it probably would have been really funny. One of my friends at the time did kind of get, like, a mini revenge for me at the time. They went to another one of their parties after it was established I'm not allowed to be invited over or invited to mutuals parties. Mm-hmm. So she and another one of our mutual friends showed up and they just like showed up for five minutes, said hi, grab a giant full bottle of their most expensive liquor, put it under their shirt and just walked out the door. That's good shit. And then they brought it home to me and we drank it together. Wow. <laughs> See, that's how you do it. But apparently the, later they were like, what happened to the... I forgot what it was that they took. I think it was some expensive whiskey. I don't mm. drink whiskey either, but that whiskey was sweet that day. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet that it was served cold, too. All the stories I looked up, I just saw multiple stories on Reddit of people getting petty, ridiculous revenge. Mm-hmm. I think last time you went first, but if you want to go first again, because what you told me of your topic it seemed pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's, I guess it's since it's on the more serious side. Yeah. You can do that. Sure. Ooh. Um, right. lighten up the mood with some, with some goofy stories. Yeah, basically. Because, <laughs> like, well, one of my stories isn't very long. It's just this woman literally, okay, she was in, uh, Russia, the Soviet Russia. Soviet Russia. It was during World War Two. Okay. Her husband had enlisted and died almost immediately, but she didn't know until two years later. And so she decided to say, fuck it. And she sold all of her belongings to buy a giant war tank 
It was a T-34. She bought a tank? She bought a fucking tank. It was like a T-34 or something. Hold on. I actually have it. I'm intrigued. Yeah, a T-34 tank with which she used to kill enough Nazis in World War II that she earned the title Hero of the Soviet Union. And Hero of Kelly. But here's the thing. So basically, she, she sold all of her shit, bought this tank, and then went to the military to be like, I'll donate this to you. For free, but under the condition that you let me drive it in battle. And they were like, this is a great publicity stunt, broken housewife. Like, they, yeah. they did it as, like, a publicity stunt, you know? And they didn't think she was actually going to do anything, but bitch and she did. She rolled in there and was like, fuck you, motherfuckers! Bitch wrecked havoc. Absolute havoc. Dude, she, that's my um, relationship goals. I don't know about y'all. Yeah. So her and her, her friend, her girlfriend... <laughs> Blowing people up. They joined the 26th Guards Tank Brigade as a driver, and her friend was a mechanic. So, fuck yeah. Women doing awesome, cool shit. Because we're we're fucking capable. She eliminated numerous machine gun nests, artillery guns, and the Nazis who manned them. And when her tank was hit and immobilized by heavy enemy fire, she and her friend just jumped out on the battlefield and repaired it. And, like, jumped back in. For this action, she was promoted to sergeant. Though she was nicknamed Goddess of Steel. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> love that. Oh, no, she wasn't nicknamed Goddess of Steel. Sorry, this, this author said she should have been nicknamed Goddess of Steel. She is in my heart. She is in my heart, too. But unfortunately, after many battles and many dead Nazis, uh, her luck caught up to her in 1944. She was killed during a battle near the village of Shvedi. While making yet more repairs to her immobilized tank, she did not, however, die before eliminating several machine gun nests, trenches, a self-propelled gun, and yet more Nazis for good measure. Sweet. So that woman was... Dope as fuck. Top of my list of epic revenge stories. Yeah, like, that's badass as shit. Fuck yeah. Why isn't there a movie about this bitch? My damn girl, There's I There's so see many yeah, war movies. Where's this bitch's movie? I'm, I'm upset. Tank Hollywood. Girl. What the fuck? What the fuck, Ollie? What the fuck? Step it up. Okay. I got some... Some... Revenge. Spirits. Ghosts. Creepy. Monster people. Like Anya. Through folklore. From from Buffy. Right. Exactly. Like, kind of like a vengeance demon. But there's, like, all kinds of shit in here, so... Sometimes vengeance demon just seems like a really fun profession. Oh, God. Sign me up. I would want to do what Anya did in Buffy, where it's, like, you get revenge on... Like, you help scorned women get revenge on men. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. But I want it for, like, both sides. Like, just people who were scorned by lovers to get revenge on. But, like, but guys and girls. Not, like, I have to take this because I'm a demon kind of thing. Well, yeah, I feel like the demon, they'd know what's up. Yeah, I guess so. I want to keep the ability. Like, if you summon me and you're like, hey, I want revenge on this person, I reserve the right to deny. Pose my vengeance on you instead for being an asshole. Yes. Yes. I like, I was that. like Otherwise, what's the point of being a demon? Come on. <sighs> you right. can't bend the rules. <laughs> Also, very proud of you. I was so nervous that we were going to get through one episode without mentioning Buffy, so. <laughs> I, can't we talk of, I can't talk about revenge without Anya. <laughs> I'm glad we just went ahead and knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> Here's a guy from folklore that's American. American folklore. It's Carl Pruitt. So in June of 1938, a man named Carl Pruitt was said to have uncovered his wife's, or uncovered, yeah. Yeah. Uncovered his wife's infidelity and his own bed, no less. Distraught with the betrayal, he grabbed a chain and strangled her while the other man escaped. 
Once he realized what he had done, Pruitt killed himself and was buried away from his wife in another cemetery. The locals began to claim that the headstone appeared to have a chain embedded in it, although it wasn't there when uh, it was first installed. That's when the victims began piling up. Wait, what? So they're saying that he was placed in a second, or he was placed in a cemetery separate from his wife. Yeah. Because they're like, you're not allowed near her anymore, you fuck boy. Even though you're dead. Even though you're dead. Okay. Not allowed. It's fucking rude. (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) then... Over time, they started to notice that a chain was embedded into the tombstone of, of his. There's a chain embedded in the tombstone. Yeah, which That's is the, which is the weapon feature. that he used to Who strangle did that? his wife. Who the fuck did that? That's what they don't know, because it oh. wasn't there when the tombstone was put there originally. So all of a sudden, this chain appears, and then victims start popping up. Mm, so the I first like victim was a young boy who threw rocks at the tombstone or while he was riding his bike back home he lost control as if something or someone else was controlling the bike and he crashed during the accident the bike chain came loose and strangled the young boy yeah that Just, happens that does that, that is, fucking happens that is not a thing that happens the worst injury i've ever known of from a bike chain was a girl i knew in first grade she got her finger cut off by one which is still pretty brutal but you don't get strangled by the bike. Chain. This is why you don't ride bikes. No. Yeah, this is why ban all bikes. They're a menace to society. Obviously. God. Fuck your Ban health. all chains. Just get rid of it. Live in a bubble. So basically, he was attacked by a ghost and strangled with his own bike chain. It's a metal uh, way to go. It's a pretty metal way to go. A few weeks later, the boy's mother took an axe and destroyed the tombstone. When she was hanging her clothes to dry at home later, the clothesline came loose, wrapped itself around her neck, strangling her. Then when the what authorities a petty vengeance, Steven. yeah, he's just like I'm gonna strangle everybody. I'm just gonna strangle everyone that goes near my tomb. Well, anybody who fucks with it, because he threw the little boy threw rocks at it. Yeah, because you're a fucking murderer. Yeah, fuck it, you. I, you deserve to have rocks thrown at you. You know, some murderers just can't come to terms. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, they can't live with what they've done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she. Was strangled by her clothesline, but when the authorities went to the graveyard, they found that the tombstone was back in total order and unharmed, even though she destroyed it with an axe. Uh, That's some spooky shit. Right? Three more people, each one a person who disturbed Pruitt's grave, died in a similar manner. Eventually, after all the other corpses were moved, his plot was forgotten and covered by weeds. In the 1950s, a strip mining operation was undertaken and Pruitt's grave was destroyed. As of yet, no one else has been killed. So, interesting. Fuck you, Pruitt. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I don't hear a lot of, like, revenge ghost stories. I know. And which is surprising, because there's, like, a lot. Also, just a heads up, there's a lot of pregnant bitches out to kill your ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, these bitches want revenge more than anything, which I get. You know? When I'm hormonal, I want to kill everything that walks. So I can only imagine how a pregnant woman who's dead feels. Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah, just just throwing it out there. Um, all right, so next up. Next up we got. We got Malaysian Vengeance Baby. Vengeance Baby? Vengeance Baby. It's not an actual baby. Oh, <laughs> I was like, there's a baby ghost that takes vengeance baby on Baby ghost, how cute. Yes, this is a story of Casper. Um, <laughs> Wait, Casper's friendly, though. Well, yeah, but. He's still baby. He's still I don't baby. know. He might be playing games. He's Devin Sawa. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so it's called the Sundel Bolong. And that's the name. Sundel Bolong Folklore. It's Malaysian. Um, so this is one of the more popular ghosts in Malaysia. Uh, the Sundel Bolong is the spirit of a beautiful woman who died while she was pregnant and then gave birth to her child while in her grave. 
I'm going to stop you there. She died while I was pregnant, and then her dead body managed to push a baby out, the baby crawl its way out? I don't fucking know, but she it was in her grave. All right, continue. Some versions said she died while she was giving birth, which is probably a little more close, but the ghost wanders the earth, dressed in a flowing white nightgown, with long black hair draped down to her buttocks, which serves to cover up the hole in her back where the baby came out. It, it, it clawed its way out of her body? I see what I'm thinking is maybe she was dying and, I don't know, like the doctors went in through her back. They were like, I fuck it. We don't know C-sections. Maybe that's how they do it in Malaysia. I don't know. Never I don't been. think they remove the spine in your organs to get to the baby in the front. All I'm saying is. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's not how that works. The organs get pushed up when the baby's there. Yeah, they still got to go around the spine. Yeah, well, I mean, teach their own. I'm not one to judge Holy your surgical crap. techniques. That reminds me a bit of, was it La, Lor- La Yorna? La Yorna. La Yorna. Yeah, except she was a fucking crazy bitch. She drowned her own kids. She drowned her own kids and then killed herself. And then was like, ah, and then went after other kids because she's she, like, what have I done? But she is also the woman in white, so there yeah. is that similarity. Yeah. So her main prey is men, and it's said to be very difficult to resist her charms. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is great. Sundel Bolong is said to mean prostitute with a hole in her. Just, that's what, I mean, that's what she is. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, a prostitute, but with a larger with hole. With a hole in her. With a hole in her. You know, and not the right kind. Not the right like, kind of holes. Because I feel like anybody would hear that and be like, oh, you don't say. And be like, but oh, well, like, I, oh I, wait, wrong hole, wrong hole. Wrong hole, wrong hole. We did not mean this hole. <laughs> um, once the Sundel Bolong lures a man away, she castrates him. And leaves him alive to suffer. Over time, the story of her origins has evolved to include a violent rape as the reason to her pregnancy. Um, some versions have her commit suicide because of the resulting pregnancy. And that's what transformed her. But yeah, that's the Like she killed long. herself because she was pregnant? She killed herself because she was raped and got pregnant. Mm. Because of it. I gotcha, I gotcha. So, that's pregnant one number one. Well, that's a very um, upbeat story yeah it's very fun it's very fun <laughs> very fun very <laughs> lively you know it's, it's a good you tell around the campsite it's a good time holy shit yeah so that's uh nine on my list of ten so we got up next indian folklore the churel it's also known as a chudale or a chudel they spell it weird differently sorry differently not weird but this is a ghost in the folklore of India, especially northern India, which is renowned for its scream. Uh, usually taking the form of a woman, a churel is said to be created when a pregnant woman dies during the festival of Tavali, which is the Hindu festival of light. Uh, some variations say it occurs when a woman dies during childbirth. Either way, they return to the land of the living as a vampire-like creature bent on revenge because of their bitterness due to the unborn child's death. There's a lot of unborn child, a lot of women who were pregnant dying. See? This is why I said it. It It's like, up up front, there's a lot of pregnant bitches who are out for fucking What a big trend. And or torture, apparently. Um, Yeah. So, here's some terrifying facts for you. Oh, good. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) I mean, it scared me. Like, the thought of it terrifies me. So, the Chirel are often found in the wilderness and has feet which are flipped 180 degrees. Allowing her to walk backwards swiftly. Oh, I hate that! While she memorizes 
uh, mesmerizes the victim with her eyes. If her gaze is not shunned, usually through like a cloth or a blanket over one's eyes, she will lead the victim to a secluded location and drain them of their blood. Wait, 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 wait. So her feet just go. Yeah. It's like a hilarious yet no, but horrifying. It's but like her face is forward, so it's just like so she's just like at you goes yeah. and I escape. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. god and then she lures you out later to suck your blood. Yeah, she leads you and then drains you of your blood. Um a Cherelle's desired victim is often her own family. The desired victim is often of the dead pregnant woman's family. Does that make sense? Like okay. she's she's out for revenge if a pregnant woman dies during childbirth she or, blames the family for the woman dying right um because for not taking proper care during right. birth or pregnancy yes okay but if the body is buried with meticulous care and respect the trail's bloodlust could be sated so if she passes away but they put like a great work of effort and all this stuff into her burial then she's like all right fine i guess it's not your fault. honestly that's not like a bad thing to be scared of it makes sure you take care of your pregnant women it makes mm-hmm. sure you proper burial and take care of the deceased yep pregnant women and babies yeah so a little more terrifying but overall good message good morals (laughs) good message you know you know how sometimes parents they just come up with horrifying stories to get you to act the way they think you're supposed to Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that kind of like that but with grown society exactly so up next number seven we got the onryo from japan Ooh. yeah them Japanese monsters. Yeah. Gotta love them. Which, fun fact, I almost did uh, the urban legend of The Grudge. Oh, really? I don't yeah. know that legend. It's exactly the same as the movie, which is I why I didn't do it. I haven't seen the movie, so... You have it! No. Write it down right now. No, I think, I, I, think I already have it on it's, the list. It's actually scary. Is like, it? it scared the fuck out of me when I watch it. I've tried to watch it recently, I saw, and I was like, nope, never mind. I saw a clip <laughs> from The, the Grudge... Actually, I might have watched The Grudge Forever ago, and, like, I think I might have been half watching it and not really paying attention, because I think I remember the basic plot. It's like, but, no, I don't. You should just rewatch it. <laughs> uh, isn't there dead bodies in the ceiling? Yeah. Okay, I remember that. I think, you know, that's what it was. I My mom was watching TV. I went over to her house. She left the room, and I saw The Grudge was on, and I turned it on, and it started me, like, halfway through. Oh, uh, okay. That's what it was. I literally only watched it because Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it, so... Um, and I was like, Buffy! It's still spooky. It still holds up, in my opinion. Spooky spooks! Yeah. The Onryo is a malevolent ghost, which usually returns to the land of the living to right wrongs it experienced in past lives. Normally, they are women. Although male Onryo are not unheard of, they're just not as frequent. Tormenting their former lovers and families brings the spirits great pleasure, and they often drive the living to commit suicide. Okay, here's where I have an issue. Okay. The fact that there is more vengeful women than men doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. because men are in general like well see they more, do it when they're alive more terrifying yeah i guess i mean men do like because they're like a lot of men especially in love they feel like entitled to because they're taught to feel that way mm-hmm. they're like that and it just you. in my mind it just makes more sense for then again like sometimes hell hath no fury like a woman scorned but like Men are actually terrifying, too. I don't know. If I had the option of getting vengeance now or getting it when I have supernatural abilities. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe the difference is, like, women are more terrifying when they're dead with supernatural abilities. The and hair. then men are just terrifying always. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> and then when they're dead, you're like, thank God they're gone. They're just, just let it go. We hold on to the crutch. 
Oh, is that what that's about? Full circle. All right. <laughs> so. I'm probably going to get a lot of complaints about that comment, but whatever. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so they often drive the living to commit suicide. Okay. Just by tormenting them. Um, Fuck, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> On Rio, usually wait a few days, even a month in some cases, before starting their attacks on their relatives because they don't want, or they want to see who's mournful and who's not. Oh, interesting. So if you mourn their death, they're like, okay, you get a pass. I'm not going to torture you. But if they don't, they're coming for your ass. So. I'm going to make you wish you mourned me, bitch. Yeah. So I'm show a- your grief. Show your grief. So basically, just even if you don't feel bad, pretend to. Pretend. Just pretend it's to. It's not that hard. Take an acting class. <laughs> Go to a nearby theater. Internalize it. You know, really make it your own. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Shudder? Yes. Yes. With the camera? Yeah. You know, it's based off a Japanese horror film. I thought it was mm-hmm. because the, the, the dead girl in it is Asian or Japanese mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. but like... That movie, there's there's a couple movies with a similar plot, like What Lies Beneath mm-hmm. is a similar idea, mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, I guess this is spoilers for those movies, so shout out spoilers. Where I mean, the 2000s. I shut the fuck up. So the ghost is like like a warning. She's trying to warn the woman to like GTFO, as opposed to like actually Ruder. like ruining her life and scaring her and all of a sudden she just happens right. to scare her in the process of doing this. Which I still haven't seen that movie. What Lies Beneath? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, now I've seen pieces of it. Well, I ruined it for you, too. Oh, I mean, it's fine. I, you still haven't ruined it and I'll still watch it. I'm the, I'm the kind of person where, like, Honestly, you tell me about it and I want to see it for myself. It's a good-ass movie. We'll add that to the list. I love What Lies Beneath. It scared the shit out of me when I was, like, 12 at a sleepover. It made me terrified of bathrooms. Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that happens in a bathroom in that right. movie. A lot of, like, steam with writing on the mirrors and shit. Mm-hmm. Bathrooms still kind of scare me. But there's also this one, like, the claw. The, of course, they have that fucking clawed bathtub. Like, the vintage. And there's, like, a really freaky scene in um, the bathtub towards the end. Really, the ending is where it's, like, fuck. Yeah. But, yeah. That reminds me. Have you seen Mirrors? Yes. Okay. What about Silent House? I think I saw it ages ago, but I don't remember it. The, uh, it was, like, um, what's her name? Elizabeth Olsen's, like, first. No, I never saw it. Dude. I heard it was really good. Dude. I never saw it. It's fucking, oh, it's so good. I love it. Okay, sorry. Anyway, that's way off topic. Back on topic. (laughs) Back on topic. This is what happens. So, on Rio, uh, they wait to see who's mournful and who's not before they torment him to the point of suicide. And on Rio is very similar to a Go Rio, which is another type of ghost in in Japanese folklore, which returns to attack the living. Although a Go Rio is usually a person who comes from a noble or aristocratic family and usually dies like a martyr's death. Hmm. So it's just like the noble version of, but of like, also, I'm a martyr. But also, like, look at me go. I'm here to keep you in check, peasants. Yeah. Peasants. Exactly. Conversely, Unreal are often created through some sort of trauma, like uh, abuse from husband, but their rage is usually nonspecific, meaning they'll attack family members who had nothing to do with their deaths. In fact, sometimes a murderer won't even be punished by the Onryo. They just gun it for those closest to them. For, I guess... Emotional torture? I mean, I guess it's like their go-to. It's like after death, you go to what's familiar. Kind of like in Jennifer's body, where she <laughs> was like, I'm going to go to my best friend's house. <laughs> well, she's still Jennifer. She yeah. just is also now a demon. Yeah, she's like half because she still doesn't like kill needy gentlemen because she loves needy that yeah. whole relationship is very strange and it's toxic very strange. 
All right, so that's the Unreal. Cool. Cool, cool. On to six. Okay. The Pai Tai Hong from Thai folklore. Okay. Um, in Thailand, people who suffer excessively cruel deaths or were left <clears throat> unburied without the proper funerary rites turn into ghosts known as Pai Tai Hongs. A pregnant woman. <laughs> no three. fucking shit. <laughs> three out of ten. So far. In a row, too. <laughs> There's two in a row and then three. Oh, my God. <laughs> These pregnant bitches, man. They're out for you. Um, anyway, pregnant woman is said to be the most powerful version of this ghost, as she has the strength of two. Thanks for I was born, child. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, because it's two and one. Revenge of the baby. Revenge of the baby. <laughs> God, just uh, let the baby go. Just let the baby go. It doesn't even know who he is yet. He doesn't know. He's just an embryo. Okay. He don't know. <laughs> He's just an embryo. It's my new country song coming out next week. Places of extreme violence, such as a terrorist attack or natural disaster, are said to be strong breeding grounds for Pai Tai Hongs, as they often involve young people whose time hasn't come. Shrines are often built in these places as a way to persuade the ghosts to leave. Usually... The Pai Tai Hong stays near the place of its death, waiting for another living person to come by. If possible, the ghost will try and kill the unlucky mortal, hoping that they will take its place and free it from its spiritual bondage. So there's a collection of laws called the Judgment of King Mengre, laid down in the 14th century, which go into detail about uh, murder. When someone murdered another person, especially as a child, they were often forced to keep the corpse in their house for a predetermined amount of time. This was in an effort to create a Pai Tai Hong, which would then torment the murderer. Okay, I'm going to need you to rewind on that for me. So if a murderer kills someone. Right. And you get caught. Right. We're going to put this dead body, wherever you discarded it, back into your house. Yes. In hopes that a ghost forms. Yes. And haunts you. Correct. It's brilliant. It's wonderful. It's fucking brilliant. (laughs) I am here for it. I'm so about that. Yes. Make them bury it in the backyard. Keep it close to home. Man, like, you go, Thailand. Like, fuck that person. <laughs> Rock on. Remind right. me of their mistakes on a daily basis. So this one I think is kind of weird, and I just kept it in here because I think it's really funny. So this is the Green Lady, and she's from British and Scottish folk. Oh, I know the Green Lady. You do? I know who that is. Yeah, she's uh, fucking creepy. Yeah, apparently. But She lives in a lake, right? Yeah, but I think she's really funny. I got <laughs> Uh, known in other areas as a glass teague, the green lady is a spirit of the water with the top half of a woman and the bottom half of a goat, similar to a satyr. I don't remember that part. Yep. Uh, her human side is gray-skinned with long flowing blonde hair that covers most of her body. In addition, she often tries to hide her animal side with her, or her namesake, green robe. Able to shapeshift, the green lady often takes on a number of roles depending on the intent of the storyteller. Some of the time she can be mischievous, throwing pebbles at passersby or leading people down the long trail, only to laugh at their misfortune when they're lost. Her origins are many, with one of the more common ones being that she was a noble woman who was murdered by one of her servants and stuffed into a chimney. It is this version which lends itself to the tales of the green lady luring men to their deaths with singing. Appeasing her as easy, as she is a sucker for milk, due to the fact that she is commonly seen as a guardian over cattle. So just give the bitch some milk and you're good to go. But what does she get vengeance on? Why not goat milk? But what does she get vengeance on? She just thinks it's funny, apparently, to get people lost. To, like, fuck with people. She's like, fuck she's you, like, you're lost. She's like, la, 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 come to me, here I am, beautiful lady. And then she goes under the water, and then they don't know where the fuck they are, and she's just like, hee, hee, hee. 
That's so stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. And then she's That's like, so wait, but if I lure you out and you give me milk, I'll get you home because I like cows. Because cows are cool. Oh, my God. Thank well, God. Thank God. God for cows. I remember reading about the green lady back when we did our witch episode, and I don't remember that description. I remember it being different because people classified her as a witch. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe it's a different one. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe there's a bunch, a bunch of different. Ladies. Maybe there's a bunch of different versions. Green's a very popular color. It's a very popular color. There's also probably a lot of green swamp marshing marshes looking areas, yes. and they probably this was their story to keep their kids from playing in them. They're like, don't go over there. They're like, that's, that's gross. gross. Let's stay out of that. Yeah, out of the algae. Let's let's get out back over here. Don't meet the swamp cats. All right. Up next, we got La Siguanaba. Siguanaba. Oh, okay, I'm going to take a stab at this. La Siguanaba. Yes? Siguanaba. I think it's Siguanaba. Yeah. La Siguanaba. Siguanaba. La Siguanaba. La Siguanaba. Sounds like a fun song. It's from Central America. Originally known as Sehuehue. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Let me read that. Originally known as... Sehuehue. Sehuehue. Yeah, that's what it says. Sehuehue. Anyway... The La Siguanaba was said to have a, or said to have had a love affair with the son of the Aztec god Tlaloc. And I swear I'm not making this shit up. You don't have to look at it. Again. I want to. I've gotten it right. I want two out of to. Two times. I want to. Tlaloc. I have a feeling the TL has a sound that we don't know what the pronunciation is. <laughs> it's not. They do not communicate in clicks. Not that I know of. Tlaloc. Whatever. I don't know. I think my after knowing how Quetzalcoatl is pronounced, and I never would have pronounced that correctly if maybe I didn't it's Lalak. Maybe it's Lalak. Maybe right. it's Lalak. All right. However, she was a terrible mother, often leaving her son alone so she could meet with her godly lover. Uh, once Tlaloc found out about this, he cursed Wehwe. <laughs> There's no way I'm gonna make it through this with a straight face. I'm sorry. Making it so that she appeared gorgeous from far away, but was hideous up close. She took the name La Siguanaba, or Horrible Woman, and was also condemned to wander through the wilderness looking for men to trap. In El Salvador, she is said to wash her clothes in the river, forced to spend the rest of the time looking for her son, who was granted immortality. Men who claim to be, or who claim to bed a lot of women, or who are adulterers off. Let me try this again. Okay. You're reading men. very fast. Yeah. Okay, let me calm down. You can calm down. It's okay. Let me talk like this. Okay. I'm drinking wine. Jesus. Men who claim to bed a lot of women or who are adulterers are often the target of Lesa Guanaba. So if you a hoe. And. If you a man hoe. If you a hoe. She gonna come for you. Exactly. Keep your dick where it belongs in your pants. All Does right. Does she punish women who sleep with a lot of people? No, just men. Well. I guess, fuck y'all. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it, fuck you guys. <laughs> she can see. Uh, she can be seen bathing in the moonlight. Uh, quite the attractive sight in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Usually, the unlucky man dies of fright once he gets close. But if not, they will find themselves lost in the wilderness. Once in a while, she will also appear to children as their mothers, luring them away to their deaths. Oh. Yeah. Well, she kills children. I can't get behind that. Yeah. But she doesn't touch I women mean, at all. I mean, she left her son to, like, bend for himself, so. That's true. She's, she's a shit mom. All right. Yeah, which is why her lover was like, fuck this. Her godly her. lover. Her godly Who? lover was like, fuck you. Why are you doing? That is some I don't want to be with a bad mom. That's an insane level of narcissism to mm-hmm. be like, because she was mortal, right? Yeah. To be like, I'm immortal, and I'm so cool and so great that, like, 
a god wants to fuck me. So let me just leave my child like, behind. I guess I just think I can just do whatever I want. Yeah. No. That's how mistresses and queens of history have been murdered throughout the ages is because they get a big head when they marry the king or hook up with the king. And guess what? It's their head. Off. It's gone. So she would lure children to their deaths. And then the best way to defend against uh, La Saguanaba is to bite a piece of metal or a cross and say a prayer to God. That's how you get rid of her? And then you say a prayer. That's some. That's that's like it's garlic. Like that's like garlic against vampires bullshit. That was right. just some easy thing to tell people who are really freaking out about something that doesn't exist. And they're like, "Here, if you have garlic, they won't touch you." Like just some bullshit reason to get them to shut the fuck up. Just keep like a ring. So keep you can cro- bite it. Tell. Yeah, just keep some. Metal. Keep on your wedding ring so you can your metal wedding ring and just bite it. That's probably what it was. Yeah. All right, so this one I remember being pretty spooky. Ooh. It's number three? This is number three on the countdown. Okay. It is from Navajo folklore, and it's called the Chindi. Within the Navajo belief system, there resides a special type of spirit known as a Chindi. Normally, the byproduct of violence, whether accidental or during warfare, a Chindi is made up of everything that was bad about the person who died. Failing to properly honor the burial of a person can also bring about a Chindi, as well as even mentioning the deceased's name which is why the Navajo don't speak of their dead. Sometimes the Chindi would even terrorize an entire family for decades, as in the case of the Long Salt family, who are said to have been tormented for over a hundred years. By their deceased ancestors? By a deceased People. entity, yeah. Holy shit, okay, that's fucking freaky. It's I- not even somebody who's related to them, it's somebody who just like was, I'm gonna fucking torment you. Uh, the house or possessions of a dead person are the most likely places to find a chindi, which is why they are often isolated or destroyed outright. Because of this, the Navajo try to have deaths take place outside so the house doesn't become haunted. Medicine men are said to be able to place a curse on people who wrong them, and the afflicted become tormented by a chindi. You want to know what freaks me out? What freaks me out is like, so the Navajo Native Americans existed for a very long time away from all the white people and Asian people and everyone, right? And yet we still have both managed to have folklore going as back as who knows how long about fucking ghosts and being haunted. And that's freaky as shit, dude. It's something that's, it's like, kind of built so, into people. It's, yeah, it's super freaky. I don't, when I think about Native Americans, you know, I don't think about, like, how ghosts haunt them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just... It's just not something that usually gets brought up. I didn't know they don't speak about their dead because of superstitions. I didn't know that was a thing until, like... Five minutes ago? Five minutes ago. Uh, A minute ago, really. A minute, yeah. The fact that they were that scared of it is, like, really freaky. To the point that they don't talk about it. Yeah, they don't talk about the person who died. And they get rid of their shit. That's nuts. They destroy their shit so that nothing can attach to it. Because we honor... Like, our society honors dead people so much, and we talk about dead people all the time. Yeah, and I mean, there's other uh, Native American tribes that do the same thing, so... But, so, but this specific... I mean, uh, every tribe has, like, their own, Yeah, know, every, every tribe. Yeah, of course. But I just don't know all of them. Yeah. But, um... But the Navajo specifically are Navajo like, specifically. Don't talk about them. Get rid of their shit. We don't... They're by. They're by let them be by. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Forever. Uh, in addition... The Navajo believe a disease known as ghost sickness will arise from contact with one of these spirits. Ghost sickness. You got the ghost sickness. So, possession? I guess it's either possession 
or it makes you go Ooh, and hide under sheets and try to spook people and like fuck with their shit like a cat just like you know somebody looks at you and just kind of like knock it over and they're like no 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 we see you and they're like I- i'm invisible i'm invisible <laughs> I'm <laughs> but i say perfectly still you can't see me so <laughs> perfect yes so that's the chindi oh god Thanayuri. Uh, Funayuri. 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 All right, cool. Let's go with that. Funayuri. No, okay. Yet another one from the Japanese folklore. I just know, I just know in Japanese you uh, pronounce things by uh, twos. It's like fu-na-yure. Funayuri. Yeah. Right. Sounds great to me then. All right, that's another one. Japanese folklore. It is the spirits of those who died at sea. The funayure, and now I can, I'm not going to be able to say it without, like, without that inflection, are commonplace in Japanese folklore, and their name literally translates as ship ghost. They are said to possess supernatural powers with the ability to make any number of ghostly ships appear. Like the Black Pearl. Like the Black Pearl. But like an army of them. Or maybe just one. Like you don't fleet, know! A fleet of ships. It's all part of the mystery of the funayure. Ooh, I like it. It's so good. The funayure then use to or then use those to lure the living captains of nearby boats to veer off course normally to their deaths. Uh, some versions have the funa <sighs> Jesus Christ, I can't say it. Ghost ships. The funayuri. The funa ghost ships. The ghost ships. All right, there's ghost spirits. Ship ghost. Ship ghost. All right, there we go. We're going with ship ghost. Some versions have the ship ghost being led aboard, preying on the emotions of the unwitting soldiers. Once aboard, you can talk, I promise. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Turns out Kelly Reed can't read. Uh, <laughs> Usually it's me who has pronunciation I issues. I know. It's the wine. Well, no, I'm up. definitely drinking Well, no, don't wine. take it. Not that wasn't it. an Not invitation. all of it. Jesus. All right. Uh, once aboard, the ghost will ask for a special tool called <sighs> Hisaku. Is that right? Hisaku. Hisaku. Called. Yeah, it's so just a, it's a water ladle for Japanese tea ceremonies. They ask for this tool, and it's similar to a ladle. If the request is granted, the ghost ship, ship ghost, ghost ship, Jesus Christ, the ship ghost will flip it over and water will begin to magically flow out of it. Ceasing only when the boat has taken on too much water. On smaller fishing boats, the ship ghost is said to actually use the tool to manually scoop ocean water into the, until the boat sinks. Can you imagine? Like you're on a sh- you're on a fishing boat, right? Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you have this like ladle thing. And this guy, because you are afraid of ghost ships, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to keep this ladle in case I get approached. Well, by it one. sounds like you shouldn't have one because if he like if some guy like crawls into your boat, it's like, hey, what's up, dude? You got a ladle? And you're like, yes, I keep one just for this very reason. And then he's like, cool. And then he just like reaches into the ocean and starts putting water in. It. And you're like, dude, that's not cool. And he's like, nope, this is the thing I do. And then oh, he, he just, puts it in your boat. He puts it in your boat until you sink. Yeah. So he just takes one and starts putting water in your boat till you sink or until you get to shore beforehand, I guess. It's probably a really common tool to have had, I guess, at the time. Maybe. So that would take forever. I know. And he's literally just thinking there's going to be, and you're like, stop. And he's like, like, no. No. <laughs> no. I'm not. Do you not know how this goes? Bitch, you going to sink gonna... today. Give me a few hours. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they fucking do. And now we're down to number one. Who's the number one revenge ghost? La Seona from Venezuelan folklore. Hmm. 
This is another ghost who is said to have descended from one person. The myth of Lesona is prevalent in Venezuela and other nearby countries. Originally, a mortal woman named Melissa, she was extremely beautiful and took a loving husband with whom she had a son. As she bathed in the river, a common occurrence, a strange man came up to Melissa and told her that her husband was sleeping with her mother. Ew! Angered, she stormed back to her house where she found her husband and son in bed quietly sleeping. Blind with rage, she burned the house down with them inside of it, killing them both. Melissa then went to her mother's house, where she stabbed her to death. Just before she died, her mother cursed her, telling Melissa that she would be forced to walk on Earth, killing any husbands who were cheating on their own wives. I mean, that's cool, Mom. Hell yeah. I mean, if it was true, it was just some random guy who walked up and was like, Hey, just so you know, your husband's fucking your mom. And she was like... No! And, like, ran from the river. I like to think naked. And then just burned it to the fucking ground. And then was like, Mom! And, like, went for it. Went to town. But was the mom actually sleeping with the husband? Well, I don't know. I don't mm. think we'll ever know. Mm. I don't know. But, I mean, if she cursed her to, like, maybe it was, like, her guilt where she was like, Now you must kill all the other cheaters! Or it could have been like, Bitch, maybe kill the ones who are actually cheating! She killed her kid, though, is the part that I don't understand. I know. It wasn't the kid's fault. Like, maybe she thought that the son was, like, the product of... Wait. Ew. <laughs> Wait, There's that doesn't work. That doesn't work because <laughs> that she... That doesn't work because it doesn't she, come from him. <laughs> because she, she would have been the one who was pregnant. Oh, wine, what have you done? <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today... <laughs> Today she can be seen as a beautiful woman strolling up and down the uh, highway. I was about to say hallway. Why are people so terrified of beautiful women? (laughs) Because we're deadly. Anyway, today she can be seen as a beautiful woman strolling up and down the highway to lure men into her grasp. She sometimes takes the form of a loved one to trick them in and then reveals a rotting skull where her face once was. And then she kills. Amazing. So yeah. Amazing. That's ten folklore vengeance ghost boys and women for right. you to look out for. So I got some uh, vengeance stories off of people on Reddit. Whoop, whoop. Because I love reading ridiculous vengeance stories online. There was one vengeance story that's best, basically a true crime story that I was like, eh, we've all heard it. It's about the uh, woman who uh, faked her daughter being sick for 19 years. Oh, fucking fuck. Yeah. Yeah. There's so- a, like, biopic, bio series. Is there really a bio? A- yeah, it's on Hulu. Get the fuck out. I want to actually I watch that. I what it's called, but yeah. But it's- I remember the first time I read that story, I was, like, balls deep. I was like, this shit's wild. But basically, to sum it, sum it up for you guys, that there is this woman uh she was kind of a she has a small history of being a little bit of a like liar con artist type person but she had a daughter well, she had that condition uh i don't remember. i'm not gonna be able to pronounce it anyway but it doesn't it's matter she's fucking you need crazy. constant attention and you like if that's either, a condition okay well, no you like it's but it's like you pretend to be sick She's or a- you pretend that somebody around you is sick or that you're going through a lot of stuff. It's basically the equivalent of being an emotional vampire where you just, like, tell all these stories that aren't necessarily true to get the attention. It's called, um, I do know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, uh... It starts with an M. Mulls... 
monsters by proxy. Yeah, by proxy. Something by Something proxy. Something by proxy. Like monsters. Monsters by, by proxy. It's I mean, a, it's like a similar phrase to that. By proxy. Monsters. Moon. Manchester's. Mm. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, this woman was nuts and by basically proxy. constantly, desperately needed attention. And so she told everyone... Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen by proxy. Yes. She pretended her daughter was sick with, like, cancer and various diseases. For 19 years, this girl was forced to be in a wheelchair when she could walk perfectly fine. She shaved her head to make it look like she was constantly going through chemo. She got multiple, multiple charities to pay for the house that they live in. And the daughter basically wanted to get revenge on her mom by the time because she grew up in this super fucked up environment, being totally fine, but being treated and watched like a hawk by her mom. She was never left alone, never really had friends. She finally got like a laptop and would go online and she met this dude on a Christian singles website. And basically, they devised this little plot where um, he came over, he killed her mom, and then he posted to uh, the mom's Facebook, like, the bitch is dead or whatever. Which, which super, why? Which, why would you do that? But they super freaked people out with it. And so then the uh, the daughter and the boy, the murderer, run away together. They run off into the sunset, I guess, which I guess wasn't that far. The next town over. Everyone thought she was kidnapped because they, they investigated the house, the mom's dead, and the girl's missing, and everyone thinks she's she's sick. Everyone thinks she can't walk. So they think that they someone stole this disabled girl, so people are on this manhunt trying to find this disabled girl, and when they go to the, they finally track them down to the boy's house because they're able to do it through the IP address. The girl, they answer the door and the girl's standing, she's totally fine, her hair's She admits back. to it, right. Huh? She admits to it, like, pretty She right admits the to the whole thing. She's, She's just, just like, like yeah, me. like, my mom is crazy. She pretended I was sick. I had no way out of it, is yeah. like what she thought. So the boy was arrested. She and, was, too. And, um, yeah, they all, I mean, they all were arrested. She just didn't get as much time as the boy yeah, did. Yeah, and she still, she, like, puts out these interviews where she's like, she would have been a great mom to somebody who actually had cancer, but I didn't, and I was forced to go through all of these treatments that I didn't need. Mm-hmm. Another thing that was really unfortunate is that, uh, so they don't tell you in a lot of the stories, but her real father was, like, for forbidden from seeing her. The mom constantly kept them apart. Mm-hmm. And so he would always pay child support and everything he could because he thought his daughter was sick. Right, The yeah. whole time. So he paid a ton of money for all these expenses Thousands and stuff all the dollars. time. But he, like, wasn't allowed to see her because the mom, like, wouldn't allow it. And so he learned that she was okay through the news when he saw her walking and he just cried because he was so happy just to see her walking mm-hmm. and, like, being okay. Dad, can you imagine? But, yeah, like, it was just fucking nuts. Anyway, so that's a fucking revenge story if I ever heard one. Now we all know it. So we're going to read pettier ones on the Reddit. <laughs> Yay, petty. I have a couple saved. Two in particular, of course, are relationship related. Of course. And this is one of the most time-consuming, pettiest revenge stories I've ever heard where I was like, wow, this is really fucked up. Okay. So we're going to get into it. And this is, here's my favorite part. This was submitted by that's underscore fucked up. On Reddit. That's their username. <laughs> well, <They're>, you know it. <laughs> I feel like they made this account just to post this story. 
So anyways, back in high school, I dated a girl for six months. Only six months in high school. Before she decided it wasn't working out anymore and she cheated on me with about six guys and stole my iPhone and wallet to buy drugs. Oof. Woof. I want to... Never mind. What kind of trouble... It's Florida. It is actually Florida. I fucking knew it! It's South Florida. (sighs) How'd you know that? Because you grew up there. Okay. I wanted to report her to the police like my parents. Because the girl is me. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope not. Oh, get ready. Oh, get ready. This better not be you, Kelly. Oh, boy. All right. I wanted to report her to the police like my parents encouraged me to, and to prevent me from doing such, her brother jumped me while I was walking home with his friends and busted open my lip pretty badly and threatened to kill me if I reported him or his sister to the police. This is South Florida, so I believed he would do it. My dad got a new job and we moved to a new city, but I was still pissed about the whole situation. So I did the next best thing. I created two fake Facebook accounts of a random hot girl and guy Spent some time making it look legit with friends and such and added her brother on Facebook with the girl account and my ex-girlfriend with the guy account. It wasn't too long before he started flirting me up and tried his best to get in this non-existent girl's pants. On the other hand, having already courted my ex before, I knew exactly what to say to charm her to the point to where she thought she was in love with me. And this is where all the fun begins, apparently, for this fucked up dude. Okay. I started a sexting relationship between the brother and the sister, with me (laughs) as the intermediate, thanks to Google Voice. (laughs) I'm sorry, this is fucking genius. All right, keep going. So he made a a Google number account. And had the brother and sister sexting each other, thinking it was a random person online. Right. Okay. Both of them had fairly typical South Florida bodies, so nothing really gave anything away, and I did a fair amount of photoshopping to remove identifiers in the room that may give away anything. So, like, she would send a nude... Like, let me touch up this dick pic. Yeah, she she would send a nude... And he would edit anything that would signify it's the dude's sister. Right. Send the nude to the brother, who would then reply back with said nude, and he would Photoshop nudes and, like, send them to each other. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm actually living for this right now. Continue. Continue. It's so fucked up. Maybe it's the Florida girl in me. Pure evil. Sorry. So this went on for about a month and a half. Totaling in about 200 or so nudes between the two of them when I decided to reveal the curtain and send a group, all three of them, a group of unedited photos that include key identifiers, their faces, all of that stuff. Because some of the nudes would have their face in it and he'd crop the face out. And (sighs) You know he jerked it to his sister. Oh, absolutely! 200 plus nudes? Holy Jesus, how shit went down. I only wish I had some way to see how they react. Friends who still live there told me her brother moved in with his dad that week. Like, he couldn't live in the same house as her. And that they and that they no longer spoke to each other. <laughs> all in all, about four months till I got my, my revenge, 
But it was amazing. That's amazing. Edit. You goddamn sons of bitches! Someone told my ex about it, and now she finally knows for sure that it was me. Ha ha ha, sucks for her. I now live 2,000 miles away for college, but Jesus Christ, Reddit, don't go shooting off your mouth. (gasps) Someone from the hometown found the post and then said it, sent it to her. So now the family knows for sure it was him. God bless the internet. You know, this reminds me of, though, and this is another fantastic fucking revenge story. Okay. You probably heard it, but I it has to be mentioned because it's fucking great. Okay. okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, it's, so this woman calls into a radio show, right? And the whole thing is a segment in the radio show where they find out why you weren't asked on a second date. You know, like, you think it went really well, but you never heard back from them afterwards. And so people who have had that situation, they call in, they explain the situation. Yeah. And then the radio show calls that person and asks why they never went on a second date with the one who's calling in. Right? Yeah. You okay. Okay. All right. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. So this woman calls into the radio show and she's like, I went on a date with this guy. You know, things went really great. You know, we ended up hooking up. We did like a couple things, like a couple times throughout the night. We did like all these different, all this different stuff. And I just, but I never heard from him again after that. And I'm just dying to know why, because I really want to go out on a date with him. And so the radio show calls this guy up and they explain the situation. And they're like, if you want to go out on another date, we'll pay for the whole thing. And you know something's up immediately because he's like, wait, 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 just, just so I got this right. This woman in particular, he names her, wants to go out on another date with me so bad after our first date that she called a radio show in order to find out why I didn't go out with her again. And they're like, yeah. And he just starts like, laughing and he's like oh man this is the best thing y'all just made my fucking day you have no idea this is the best day of my life and they're just like what are you gonna go out on another date and he's like nah man her son was my bully in high school and i grew up i got i figured out she lived in the same town as me and i fucked her and I took pictures of it. And I also sent it to her son. <laughs> She's calling to go on another date with me. And she loses it. All the whole time the radio show hosts are cracking up. They cannot keep it together. And this woman is like, you son of a bitch. You deserve to get beat up in high school. And he's like, bitch, you just you sucked my dick and I my dick and I got pictures of it. Like, I fucking won. <laughs> That's the best story I've ever heard. It was so great. Oh my god. Your son bullied me in high school, so I grew up, I and got I, buff, I can kick his ass now, and I fucked his mom. Fuck. And I think mom. at one point she, he even says that. She's like, I'm gonna send him over there to beat your ass again. And he's like, send him over. I got I got buff and I got I learned how to fight. So like, let's do it. Like round two, let's go. <laughs> oh my god. Up? I don't know, but I will I will send you the recording. I have never laughed so I literally listened to it three times in a row because I was like Holy shit! Holy shit! That is so it's like good. every boy's, every bullied boy's fucking dream. Every boy who has ever bullied his dream, and hopefully the mom was hot. She gotta be hot. She gotta be. Oh my god! It's oh fucking insane. That's amazing. That's better than sex, than intermediate sexting between <laughs> two siblings. Sex. Okay, so here's another story. I don't have credit for this one. It's just a okay. screenshot of a text. Or, like, a Facebook post, really. 
But anyways, this person said, and I, and I, I fucking love the story. So they posted a confession. Confession. When I was still married, I had a feeling he was cheating on me. I found a pack of condoms in his car. The box was already open, so I poked a hole in the wrapper of each one. Then I proceeded to soak them in habanero pepper juice for an hour. So I put them back in the car before he woke up. He told me that he had to go help his mom with some things around the house. He left. Three hours later, my best friend called to tell me that she had sex with her boyfriend and now that she was on fire down there for some reason my husband came home and placed an ice pack down there saying he got burnt by something needless to say after that he lost his wife and she lost her friend neither of them knows what i did now if i see either one of them i always ask where is the fire wow my fucking idol I was That's like, phenomenal. I love this. I love, like, really petty, stupid revenge dating It's stories. not even petty. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect. just the right amount. It's it is. It is. Right just, it is just the right amount Because it doesn't, like, scar them for life or anything, but it fucks it, them up It exposes real them. It fucks them up. And, like, bye. Bye. And what, you can't, you have no defense for that. None. You have no defense. None. Because you're not seriously injured or anything. It's like, you could have really hurt me. It's more like a, well, fuck. Well, sorry your dick's spicy today. Bye. <laughs> spicy dick. Spicy dick brought to you by habanero pepper condoms. <laughs> this was another story I read, and this is this is not dating. It's just, like, music festival revenge stuff. But okay. Anyways, I still thought it was funny enough to mention. It was at a huge music festival in Wales. Long story short, some muscled douchebag raver assholes stole all of our booze out of our tent and drank the stuff in plain sight while laughing at us. We confronted them, they denied it, and they were so much bigger than us and were surrounded by more friends, so... They had to let it go. They just let it go. So next day, they all leave to go to the main venue tents, and my mate runs, dives into their tent, and disappears for a good ten minutes. I'm wondering where the hell, what the hell he's doing, so I walk over and open up the tent, only to find him. He had pulled back the tarp they were sleeping on in the tent. Dug a hole in the ground and just started taking the biggest shit the guy had ever seen. Just nonchalantly pooping in this hole. He finishes, drags the canvas flooring back over the hole, and we take a quick look for any booze in the in the uh, tent. But none that they could find, and they walk back to the tent because they were going to steal whatever booze they had left. So for the rest of the festival, we can hear these cunts shouting about the ripe smell of shit everywhere until one of the lad's girlfriends decides to drag the canvas bottom out of the tent to find the hidden treasure trove of shit. (laughs) Suffice to say, they had pissed off more people than just us, so when they confronted us, all we could do was deny it completely and laugh. Surprised we didn't get beaten up simply for taking the piss out of the situation like we did. That's so good. Like, they literally dug a hole hey, under their tent and hey, shot hey. in it. Hey, hey, it's time for a PSA. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Don't take fucking liquor from anyone. I'll kill you. Okay, a Jesus. PSA. Kelly's the revenge spirit bit of spirits. The revenge spirit of spirits. This has been a healthy, fun message to you, brought by Corn on the Macan. Don't steal people's shit, Don't or you will steal get the, the shit. Liquor or Kelly will kill you. Boop, 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 boop.
Now back to your original programming. Don't steal shit or else <laughs> or else get shit. Don't steal shit or else you're going to get shit. Or you're going to get shit. So those were uh, that and then The Woman with the Tank were the four stories I really saved. I read a couple others. There's like shorter honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. The ones I mentioned you earlier before we streamed. Oh, crap. What was it? Oh, this is one woman where this was just dark and fucked up. She just posted on Reddit or something. She just put confession. I found out my boyfriend was cheating on me, so I slept with the guy that killed his brother. And that's just yikes on a lot of levels. Yeah. There was another one I told you that I don't remember that was really short. I forget. Whatever. Basically, people are fucking nuts. They want their vengeance. Don't fuck with them. Yeah. I, just be a good person and nobody needs to get revenge. Pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of how that goes. I'm really, really trying to think of personal revenge stories, and I feel like I, mean, I don't I, really I have, have one any. from earlier that I didn't finish. Oh, fuck. Okay, continue that. So, uh, my dad was dating this bitch of a woman. We went tubing down the river, and me and Tara are in a bathroom stall putting on our bathing suits, right? And we have to, like, reach down to the floor to, like, take our pants off and put our bikinis on and whatever. And she starts screaming in a full bathroom, stop peeking under the stalls stop looking at girls getting dressed like blah 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 like me and her were just like what the fuck like why the fuck would we want to peek under stalls why would we want to see anybody taking a shit or a fat woman changing into her fucking full body bathing suit wait the woman that was dating your dad was saying that yeah she was screaming it yeah she was screaming it in the middle of a full bathroom stall or the full bathroom and started screaming at it. And me and her were, like, humiliated. We were just like, why the fuck? Like, why the fuck would... <sighs> why would you do that? And then, like, she went and told my dad. My dad got me in trouble and shit. And I was like, man, fuck both of you. And so me and Tara, that night, we plotted. Yes. And so, <laughs> because we're kids, we're, like, nine. We had just seen the parrot trap. We went into their room while they were sleeping. Tied all of her shoes together with, like, a crazy knot. And then we went and, like, took my dad's, like baby powder shit or whatever the fuck it was i don't know what the fuck it was but i we fucking dumped it like all over everything <laughs> and then we went to bed so and we never even got in trouble for it too they're just like what the fuck <laughs> that was like like in the other room you never got in trouble for never that? got in trouble for it it's weird i think my dad probably put an end to that because you know it was only gonna go <laughs> down interesting i always wanted to pull dope pranks like parent trap Putting her in the fucking other lake. Ugh, middle of the lake. Putting her I in the middle of the lake. I would have done it to that bitch, too. And her name was Lynn. I remember. Lynn. Lynn. Fuck you, Lynn. Also, her son was an asshole to me and then tried to date me when I was in high school. And I was like, ah, goodbye. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, the best revenge I've really got on people is just living a better life than them. That's I guess. Oh, I, and then I had one I, I chance. I had to have done something to someone. I've, I've got to have. Dude, I had one chance where there was this girl who was, like, hardcore as fuck, and I told her about, like, all the shit that John did to me, mm-hmm. and she was like, I'll go, I'm literally in his neighborhood right now. Do you want me to key his car? And I was like, this fucking close. It was his brand new fucking car. And I was like, mm-hmm. do it. I will think it's funny, but I'm not going to say do it. And so I don't, I don't, I, she didn't. One of my exes, I was so mad at that I one time was like, there was a short amount of time where I did have a key to his car still, and I really wanted to do that thing where you put, like, baby powder, like, in the vents, but, like, wipe it so you can't see, so when they turn on the AC, it all blasts in their (laughs) face everywhere. I, like, really, really wanted to do that. It doesn't harm them. It's just a fucking bitch to clean up. Yeah. But then I'm like, 
I could see myself getting caught. Like, there's yeah. a lot of downsides. Like, is it, I won't even get to see it happen. Like, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. I mean, I had a friend in uh, in Jacksonville who, he, like, fucked up with his girlfriend real bad. Like, I Also, think he, he would know it was me because I had the key. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There was this one friend I had. He did his girl, his, like, girlfriend real dirty, like, cheated on her a bunch and shit and was, like, I knew it because he was, like, fucking around at the parties that we both went to and stuff. So he's leaving one night and he, like, goes to open his door and there's just dog shit under the handle. (laughs) (laughs) And I fucking lost it. That's so funny. I knew people who used to pee on the door handles of people's car doors when they were mad in, like, high school and yeah. stuff like that. People get mad, too. They're like, that's not easy to clean up. And I'm just like, don't be a fuck. Don't be a fucktard. Um, I feel like, yeah, most of the people, most of the vengeance of my life is people, like, getting the karma they asked for. Yeah. Um, oh, there's one girl who's, like, a total bitch to me, and we used to be, like, really close friends, and so I told my mom that she was sexting with a boy online, and uh, she wasn't allowed to have a computer for, like, three months. <laughs> nice. But she was actually doing it, and he was, like, a creepy old man who was using, like, a 16-year-old's photo, so. Ew, so, like, that was. So it was probably good that I stepped in. It was probably in. good that you did that, yeah. But also fuck her. Yeah, I would say there were shitty people, there were shitty people I knew specifically in middle school that I would have loved to have vengeance on, but I never, I never got that day. The closest day I got to, like, any sort of semi-vengeance, I guess, was uh, having everyone in eighth grade unintentionally leading everyone to believe I beat her up. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So basically, short story summed up for you guys. There was this girl who was so mean to me for no reason in eighth grade. Like, there was no reason for it, and I have no idea why. I did nothing, but whatever. She was mean to me. That's how bullies are. I don't know. So I became friends with this girl who was fairly popular, but, like, didn't care that I was unpopular. So she'd invite me to her birthday parties and stuff, but with all the popular kids that didn't like me. So this is, like, kind of the only out-of-school scenario where I ever interact with these kids that are mean to me. But I was like, I'll be at my best friend's, my new best friend's house. Like, they probably won't mess with me there for the sake of my friend. It's a typical eighth grade party. And for those of you who don't know what that is, because granted, I'm just assuming this is what a typical eighth grade party is (laughs) because I didn't really go to parties except for like a couple birthday parties. It's a bunch of kids in a basement with loud music and maybe one kid stole alcohol from their dad. Or something. But in our scenario, for the most part, there was never any alcohol. We just stood around pretending to be cool, I guess. With, like, blasting rap music. It was always rap and hip-hop. I don't know why. It was just the times. It was the early 2000s. Yeah, of course. It was a lot of Nelly and 50 Cent. Nelly! A lot of, of outcast. <laughs> there were two Nellies. It's also, no also, I grew up, also, I grew up in Atlanta, so it's just, yeah. gonna, it's just gonna be rap music. That's just what all the kids listen to. So, granted to say it's super loud, apparently there's some miscommunications crossover. I get a real bad tummy ache, and I'm like, fuck, I feel real sick, and I kind of walk over away from everyone in this little alcove, because I'm in a lot of pain all of a sudden. And this bitch of a girl, her name is Danielle, she was so mean for no goddamn reason, just walks up to me and starts yelling at me about 
something I said to Julie or whoever, and I'm like, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. It gets to the point where I just look at her and I'm like, can you just leave me alone? Like, seriously, you're annoying the shit out of me right now. I'm in a lot of pain because I feel sick and I just can't deal with you right now. (laughs) That's what I said. Like, in that tone, I was like, I cannot deal with you. This is an inconvenience. (laughs) And she was just like, what did you say to me? And she's just like, if you keep, you know, saying that, I'm going to beat you up or fight you or whatever. And I'm just like, leave me alone. Like, leave me the fuck alone. You're bothering me. I don't have time for this. And she, I'm 12. Uh, we were 13. No. <laughs> we were 13. I'm 13 and I'm very busy. And she was really tall. I'm very busy right now, being in pain. She was a very tall girl, so I guess she thought that she could beat anyone up with brute strength because she's bigger. She went to go punch me. And it was very clear this girl has never punched anyone in their lives. And if they have, it was, like, a little sissy punch. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was like, what? I was like, is this girl actually going to attempt to fight me? And so I took a step back, and she missed, and I just shoved her away from me. Because I was like, what the fuck? And she didn't expect me to do anything in return. And she fell. But that's all anyone saw was her yelling at me, her being a tall tower, because she was really tall, not seeing me at all, and just her falling over backwards. And everyone, you know, loved drama because it's middle school, so they're just like, oh, fight, fight, whatever. And so as she's on the ground, I'm like, just leave me alone! Like, I'm just, like, continuously yelling, like, just leave me alone, I don't have time for this, like, stop! And so she gets up and acts like she's going to continue to fight me. And the other girls do that thing where they, like, hold, hold your you back. Ar- hold your arms no, back. she's like, not worth no, it. she's not worth it. Like, let it go. And I'm You just, would kill her. You're so I, strong. And I'm just standing there like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I just go to the bathroom. Jesus Christ. Anyways, so I didn't know what to do. And I was sleeping over at my friend's house. I couldn't, like, leave. The following Monday at school, she doesn't show up for school, which looks really bad on her part. And we had a science class she together. The teacher goes, where's Danielle? Because she's usually never misses school. And one of the kids pipes up and goes, oh, yeah, she didn't show up to class because Katie beat her up. And the teacher just, like, looks shocked and goes, Katie... Is that true? And I didn't want to, like, deny it, but I didn't want to confirm. You didn't want to lose your street cred. I didn't want to lose my street cred. Eighth grade street cred. But I also didn't want to lie. Right. So you're just like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe. maybe I did it. And she, like, just looks at me and goes, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, good teacher. And that's, like, the closest I've gotten to, like, some sort of vengeance. But really, she did it to herself. Well, do you count punching someone as vengeance? I guess it depends. It wasn't even vengeance for me, though. It was a trick-or-treater. We were out at Halloween. <laughs> okay. It was me and my friend, and my friend was, like, overweight. And it was, like, me, her, and, like, one other girl. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're walking along. We, like, have candy. We're just trying to get from one house to the next. And then this group of trick-or-treaters, we don't even know. It's just these random fucking strangers just, like, start yelling at her about how she's fat and, like, all this stuff. Being, like, super fucking mean for no reason. We didn't even know these people. Like, we were in a neighborhood we'd never even been to before. And they just start, like, literally just out of nowhere pick up from their bags candy and start throwing it at her. Yeah, like, calling her fat and throwing candy at her. And I was like, you know what? fuck this, I'm done. And I turned around real fucking quick and I just like beelined it at like the middle person and just walked up and went, and then, (laughs) you know, they like stumbled backwards and then didn't fuck with us anymore. 
they like went down the street the other way and I just went back to my group of friends and I was like let's continue trick-or-treating and then I collected the candy on the way back to them I don't know it's more just a standing up to bully story than it is a vengeance one yeah really that's cool though that's dope I like it mm-hmm fun revenge Fun revenge. Well, you Nothing know what? Nothing says yeehaw like vengeance. Nothing says a good old meowdy yeehaw mm-hmm. like a good old vengeance story. And I'm surprised we got through an hour and a half talking without ever mentioning the Count of Monte Cristo once. I considered it earlier, and I was like, everybody would do that. Everyone knows the Count of Monte That's Cristo. That's typical. It's a great book, a great movie. movie. It's a great fucking story. Honestly, it's how I want to live my life, which is really fucked up and petty. But sometimes you're That's like... that fucked up and petty. Really, the way it's I want to live my life is like, I want to become super successful, throw a party, invite everyone that I has ever scorned me to said party... Come down in a hot air balloon. And the be like, part, look at me! The part that fucks up my plan is when the people you invited didn't fucking show up like they do in the book, in the movie. But, like, I would just love to throw a dope-ass party. It's kind of like, okay, it's like Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. Winona Ryder got some, like, vengeance when, uh... There's a girl from either middle school or high school. So Winona, when she was younger, she had her hair cut and like a boy cut. And she got beat up a few times in the girl's bathroom for looking like a dyke and stuff like that. And things like that, yeah. And so this one girl like punched her in the face and like all sorts of bullshit. So this one time, one of her old bullies came up to her and was like, oh my god, Winona, I love you, blah, 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 blah. And she was like... Do you remember that one kid you, like, punched in, like, blah, 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 like, basically relayed the whole story? And they were like, yeah? And she goes, that was me. Fuck off. And, like, walks away. <laughs> that's I the, would love to publicly humiliate that's my the, bullies as a celebrity. That's the kind of vengeance, like, I would like to live. I'd be like, this is first name, last name, they lived here. You suck. And now the internet hates you. You suck. You suck. That's why being, you know, more successful is best vengeance. It really is. In so many ways. You know, in most ways, really. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah. Um, um, did you have anything you wanted to mention before we... Not particularly. Uh, oh, wait. We have a we have a new video actually coming out. Yes, we do. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about it. Yeah. And, like, we went through hell for it. We went... We literally walked through hell. We walked through hell and came back on the other side deciding to never do that again. So this past weekend, we filmed a uh, surprise YouTube video slash surprise mini podcast episode of Corn on the Macabre, where we tried to eat the world's hottest gummy bear. The world's hottest thing in the fucking world. To put this in perspective, to put this in perspective, what Katie and I put into our mouths and chewed on, a ghost pepper has 2.2 million shoe chili extract. 2.2 million. That's a fuck ton. Right? This gummy bear that we put on our mouse and chewed up was 9 million shoe chili powder. 9 goddamn million. 9 million shoe. 9 million on the Scoville scale. That is what we fucking ate. And then we had to try and do a fucking podcast episode while our we were literally burning alive. It's mostly us insulting Chris, who's asking us questions, to try to get us to talk. Because I literally thought my mouth was blistering. I thought I had actual blisters in my mouth that hurt so much to the point where I was like, I can't, I can't talk because, like, the blisters will pop or something. My lips went numb. 
the inside of my mouth was in so much pain. I could not breathe. I, there was literally a point in time. It took 26 minutes for us to feel okay. And that is after like lemonade, milk, powdered donuts, sugar, all the sugar, sugar, all the sugar we could lemon. possibly stuff into our faces. Like if we stopped drinking for a minute, the burn would set in. And we tried to like outlast each other too. It was we, bad. It, it was, was bad. So bad. I regret that decision. I kept mine in my mouth longer than you. And that was a huge mistake. Yeah. I just nommed on mine super hard and took out like as it much juice hurt. as I could. And then I was like, nope. It was fucking painful. And then we tried to talk about, uh, so actually the kind of, the Carolina Reaper is 2.2 and a ghost pepper is 1 million. So the Carolina Reaper. Oh, that's right. Is, right. Yeah. The Carolina Reaper is 2.2. Uh, shoe, whereas the ghost peppers won. We basically put nine ghost peppers in our mouths, chewed them up. The reason why we didn't swallow it is because we we both don't eat spicy food, and we knew that any amount of spiciness would give us a really bad indigestion. Not to mention on the box, it says this can hurt you physically. It can yeah. actually cause pain, and you might need to go to the hospital if you eat this. Like, and you are taking on this risk by eating this. Yeah, I have, I have specific health issues related to spicy foods already. It was a mistake. It was Anyways, the worst thing I've ever done. That episode is coming out. We don't know when. We should do more like little episodes Gimmick like stuff. that, but not spicy. I'm not never, touching. never fucking again. As far as I'm concerned, I've reached the fucking limit on anything spicy throughout my entire life. I can. I still remember the pain and the feeling, and like it's Don't making my it. stomach turn. Don't talk about it. Um, if you have any fun. Spooky stories that has ever happened to you or in your hometown or people you know or anything like scary, freaky, whatever, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. And because uh, I just really want to hear your stories, you can also join the Discord. If you want a link to the Discord for those listening to the podcast who aren't on stream here with us, you can go to twitch.tv slash the tiger wizard. There is a link in the bio to Discord. Just join there. And there's mm-hmm. a Quite on the Macabre mini section where we just talk about spooky shit keep it creepy y'all keep it creepy